Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. And this is Monsignor Frank Bugnano, Iowa Catholic Radio Thought of the Week. Uh, We're going to talk today about other religions. I'd like that. Ecumenism. Ecumenism. What does that mean? The ecumenical movement. What's that? What is that all about? Well, that means coming together, trying to come together as best we can, as much as we can, with other religions, with other uh, Christian religions. That really is ecumenism. But then again, um, we try to come together with the Jewish people, try to understand Judaism better and have them understand us better. Uh, and the same way, even with atheists or whatever, understand you know, what makes a person think that there is no God and, and what can we do? Um, so, yes, the Catholic Church is really committed very, very much uh, to this dialogue, to trying to, to and of course, it's got to be the Holy Spirit that makes it work. Um, but uh, even the Focolari movement out of, out of Italy in the 1940s and still going strong today around the world um, is uh, these these folks uh, who are committed to unity? That's what their big their middle name is unity. But they go over to the Muslim folks. They go over to all the, the whatever other religions they they want to, and they sit and talk, and they have and they br- bring them to Rome. Their their their, their main offices are in Rome uh, to to understand a little bit about Catholicism. Not trying to convert them, just understand. Okay, uh, so. So anyway, and, and we try to do that in college campuses, uh, that we want our our Catholic students to get into a dialogue group with other uh, religions, people of no religion, whatever. Listen to people. Affirm what makes us one, okay? <laughs> Maybe we just love the poor. Great start, okay? Uh, and also, uh, you can also live your faith on campus uh, to show the power of the Eucharist. Uh, which is love, and you can uh, you can also uh, sh- go to adoration, and they'll say, "What's that all about?" I explain it, and, you know, just let God take over, whatever. And so, and that's why, for example, uh, when people want to join the Catholic Church, they they go into the what's called the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. That's RCIA, which, by the way, is exactly the way people join the church. In the first six centuries, they went through this thing called RCIA. Same thing. We've added a few things, subtracted a few things. Essentially, it's the same. Uh, but what we do, <coughs> excuse me, is we, uh, first of all, affirm what people sitting there, what they already believe. You believe in God? Good. You're on, you got a, a base hit. You know, Where are you at? Well, we believe in charity, loving the poor. Well, you're on second base. So you, you try to affirm all, we believe in the Bible. Wonderful. Great. The inspired word of God. No problem. And so, yeah, that is RCIA. So that's what we try to do is we try to be as one as possible, <coughs> excuse me, as one as possible with other people, affirming what's good. In fact, uh, if we don't follow the, the word, working of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit trying to put make us one. Trust me, it may not happen for a couple hundred years. I don't know. But why? Because it's a scandal. People say, well, why should I become a Christian? You guys, all you do is fight each other. Well, right. Yeah, no. And so that's why number one rule 
in ecum- we don't fight anybody. Uh-uh. We affirm as much as we can. Yes, we do. And Jesus, we we, we are for ecumenism uh, because it's the will of Jesus. Remember the Last Supper? He prayed at John. In John's gospel, he prays in the Last Supper, Father, I pray that they may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may be one in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. There you go. The more unity there is, people are going to say, you know what? I believe whatever they believe because they're one. You bet. And so the desire for unity, by the way, uh, started uh, really uh, in the first part of, of this last century. And, and it really started, believe it or not, in the mission field in Africa, the South America mission field, is that um, uh, the, the, the Baptist uh, missionaries and the Catholic priest missionaries, hey, they were, <laughs> they had, they were, they were in, a, in a battle uh, against the, whatever was going on. So they worked together. They they shared the let's do an outreach to the kids let's do this let's work let's do that so the 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 in the missions believe it or not is where the ecumenical movement started and these missionaries would come back to the U S or their countries what are you guys fighting about you know we're trying to get people to believe in Jesus so uh, uh, that's where it started and then the World Council of Churches started up uh, and the Catholic Church joined up with the World Council of Churches. Yeah, let's see what we can do to bring peace and harmony to our world. Uh, and then in 1960, Pope John, St. John XXIII, this is before the Vatican Council, by the way, he set up a commission in Rome called the Commission on Christian Unity. There you go. And then at Vatican II, which was the 20th Council of the Catholic Church, there have been 20 councils in the last two 2,000 years, uh, at Vatican II, Protestant observers were invited to come to sit, listen, to share their thoughts. So they were there at Vatican II. And if we're getting off the way, if we're, if we're doing stuff that isn't right or whatever, tell us, you know. Uh, and so that was it. Uh, and also, uh, Scripture scholars. Uh, when you study the Bible, scholars are scholars, right? Greek's Greek. <laughs> Hebrew's Hebrew. And so many of our, of the uh, scholarly places, the, the biblical institutes or whatever, uh, they, they were ecumenical. You know, wh- whether you're uh, a Lutheran or you're a Baptist or a Catholic, sent uh, means one thing. It's all Latin. I mean, you, you got to agree on You agree on what's there, right? Uh, so the co- common study of the Bible, boy, was that good. And uh, that all started by... Pius X back in the Catholic Church back in about 1918, when he said, hey, we got to get going, Catholic boys. Let's get studying uh, the Bible. So, yeah, ecumenism, coming together as believers. I'll be right back. Monsignor Frank Bignano, ecumenism. Most of us can recall a childhood memory of innocence and a peace that only comes from God. Yet with our busy schedules today, many families don't attend church weekly or spend much time teaching their children about God. So many families now are burdened by financial and family challenges, substance abuse, and other worries. But there is hope. Studies show that people who pray regularly and practice their Christian faith are less stressed, financially stable, more compassionate, optimistic, healthier, and happier. Experience a positive difference in your life and for your family by coming home to your parish. 
Learn more by visiting catholicscomehome.org today. Here you may find answers to your questions and discover how Jesus and the sacraments will bless your family. There's no pressure or risk. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Iowa Catholic Radio welcomes Scotty McCreary with special guest Allie Colleen. Give myself Sunday, July 24th at the Iowa Event Center Ballroom. I'm in between Friday night wild and quiet Sunday morning. Tickets and information available at celebratecountry.org. Sponsored by Ball Team. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Knights of Columbus, Foreman and Pfeiffer Agencies, specializing in life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, and retirement annuities. Are you looking for a career? We are in search of men with an entrepreneurial spirit and a strong desire to live Catholic values. Knights of Columbus is seeking field agents to serve throughout the state of Iowa. Visit kofc.org slash careers. The Knights of Columbus need you now, and one day you might need the Knights. That's kofc.org slash careers to learn more. Yes, we are talking about coming together, coming, and, and this, I'm giving you a little bit of the history of it. It didn't all just start with the Vatican Council back, you know, in the mid-20th century. It started way back in the early 1900s when Scripture scholars began to study Scripture together because a, a Protestant doctor in Hebrew has a doctrine. No different than a guy, a Catholic monk who has a doctrine in Hebrew. They're, they're, Hebrews, Hebrew, right? Whatever, uh, and so, so that's what. Uh, uh, and and, and what we, we found out was this: that, for example, misunderstandings were cleared up. People say, "Well, Jesus had, must have had brothers and sisters, right?" Because it says right here, "And Jesus and his brothers, you know, went up to Jerusalem." Well, when you studied the scripture, I remember a, a non-Catholic Protestant scripture scholar explaining that he said, "Well." Uh, uh, the word for brother uh, is 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 the it's the same word they use for nephew, for cousin, etc. It, it said, for example, Lot was the brother of Abraham. No, he wasn't. He was his nephew. Uh, so the the Greek word is Alphaeus. Alphaeus can mean brother, cousin, uh, favorite friend, <laughs> whatever. So to say that well, Jesus had brothers and sisters it says that well, it says Alphaeus, and it could mean it probably meant cousins. Who knows what it meant? But it doesn't necessarily mean blood brother. Uh, so again, this unity—you know—you start to have a common understanding. You start to come to, to truth about different things. You go, "Oh, I didn't know that," you know. Uh, and and one of the things that's so important to remember: the Catholic Church is totally committed to ecumenism. In fact, in the seminaries today, we got to study ecumenism. You bet. Uh, and uh, and and there are a couple of basics that we have for for unity in the church. One is the the Pope and the bishops are there, not so they can be, you know, high and mighty, whatever they are, to govern, to sanctify, and to teach. That's it. Yeah. And uh, and Jesus set it up that way. Remember I, that quote of, what, John chapter 20, where uh, Jesus, in John chapter 16, he says, Thou art Peter, upon this rock, he changes his name to Rock, Rocky. <laughs> Because that's a, the faith will be based. He's supposed to keep the faith one, uh, 
And then uh, he, he denies Christ, and Jesus then reinstates him in John 20. Remember? Uh, he meets him after he rose from the dead. Jesus appears on Lake of Tiberias, and he has something to eat with Peter and the other apostles that are with him. Takes Peter off by himself, and he says, Simon Peter, do you love me? Yes, I do. Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Yes, I do. Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. Feed my sheep. But what's he doing? Reinstating him. <laughs> he doesn't say Simon. He says Peter, Petrus, Rock. So, yeah, so in other words, we're saying, yeah, you've got certain, certain basics that Jesus set up that, that are going to be, be there, and, that, and, and the apostles, the, our bishops, our successors to the apostles, all our bishops go back to the 12 apostles. There you go, all the way back, uh, I should say, the 11 apostles after Judas had left. Uh, so, yeah, and then the Eucharist, yeah, it is the body and blood of Christ. Uh, it is the Last Supper. We got to have that, you know. Uh, so, but I think that the two basics for structure unity are the Eucharist and uh, the successors of Peter, uh, who are, are the Pope. We call him the Pope, uh, and uh, and the bishops. So, yeah, we got to have those things. Uh, anyway, so it, it's good to talk about them, and and it's great. I've I've been in some ecumenical dialogues with with uh, uh, ministers and rabbis. And I loved it. It was great. I loved it. Uh, and they all know the history of all the heresies. I mean, you know, this thing about unity, holy mackerel. Um, when I was in seminary, we had to study about all the early heresies of the church, early breakaways, you know, Gnosticism, uh, Puritanism. There you go. That's a breakaway from Ang- Anglicanism. Albigensian heresy in the Middle Ages. Um, the Arian heresies that said God, Jesus is God, but he's not divine. Uh, Pelagian heresy, which meant that, well, you don't need grace, just you do it on your own, you don't need God. Jansenism, the other way around. Catholic Puritanism, you know, very few people are going to go to heaven. That's Jansenism, okay. So <laughs> so anyway, so we, we've battled these things over the centuries. And um, so so what we try to do now is, we try to, to, to develop unity wherever we can. And here's, this, here's what you say. Unity in essentials. God exists. You know, we're going to give that one up. Uh, the Bible is the word of God inspired. Got it. You know, there's certain unity in essentials. Diversity in non-essentials. Well, should priests be married? Ministry? That's discipline. You, that's, not, that's not an essential at all but charity in everything, unity in essentials, diversity in non-essentials, charity in everything. Charity is in everything. So so there has to be freedom for the diversity of gifts, diversity in spiritual life. How about speaking in tongues? Fine. Good. Liturgy. Okay. We'd like to have... uh, Big chapters of the Bible read every Sunday. Fine. Theology. We got to work through through our theology, uh, and charity. Remember, charity in everything. Uh, so I'll, let me repeat that a little bit. Here, here's the model for ecumenism: unity in the essentials, okay, diversity in the non-essentials, charity in everything, in everything, charity. Yeah. 
So, and we have to pray for a human, we have to pray for unity in the church. Lord, help us to become one. That was the prayer of Jesus. And when we see that unity, when we see that love springing up between churches and people, just thank and praise God. And it may, it may be decades before it ever really all happens, but do what we can do. That's it. So God bless you. Ecumenism, let's pray for it. Let's practice it. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Iowa Catholic Radio. St. Vincent de Paul helps so many people. You're right, Zoe. St. Vincent de Paul Executive Director Steve Havman here. We are serving over 32,000 local residents with food, clothing, furniture, and financial assistance annually. We invite you to learn more about all of our life-changing programs that positively impact so many Iowans by simply Googling St. Vincent de Paul of Des Moines. Our mission is to help those in need become self-sufficient through education, community connectedness, and unconditional support. Help us help others. Even kids! Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarah strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join S-E-R-R-A.org. Thank you, Sarah, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hello, I'm Sarah Herm, and I'm honored to share my story with you. Join me Thursday, June 2nd for the annual gala benefiting InterVisions Healthcare. I made a choice that I regretted, but I was able to reverse my chemical abortion. As a medical nonprofit, all proceeds from the event support the life-affirming work InterVisions provides abortion-minded women in need, women who find themselves in similar situations that I did just four years ago. For more information, visit IVHcare.org, and I look forward to meeting you on Thursday, June 2nd. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hi, this is Matt Wilkham, Executive Director for Iowa Catholic Radio. This Easter season reminds us that Jesus Christ has conquered both sin and death. In a world filled with confusion and despair, we, along with our family, friends, and neighbors, desperately need to hear this message of hope. Please prayerfully consider a $30 a month sustaining gift. Give us a call at 515-223-1150 or donate online at iowacatholicradio.com. Thank you. And we're talking about ecumenism. We're talking about some of the principles of ecumenism. Uh, and, uh, uh, and there are a few things that, that we want to try to underline here. Uh, uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's important in the practice of ecumenism that, number one, uh, as the church, this is what the church teaches, the Catholic Church teaches, Number one, believe it or not, um, I'm going to say it in Latin, not that I'm showing off, but it's so important. Ecclesia Semper Reformanda Est. It means the church, the Catholic church, must always be reformed. We always have to reform the church. It's imperfect. It's, the, it's solid. It's the, it's the right thing. It's everything. But there's things that need to be updated. They need to be changed. Uh and, and and we see that we we've seen that in the last fifty years, uh, and it's good, it's very good. Uh, so, for example, it used to be that uh, we couldn't go, you can't go to a Protestant service unless it's you know dire need or something. Baloney. Now you you go to as many as you want, uh, and uh, and and the same thing about uh, our 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 disciplines. 
Uh, interfaith marriages are fine, are fine. Also, the sacraments. You know, when somebody's dying, the anointing of the sick, the last rites, okay? The anointing of the sick and confession. Now, I'm a Catholic priest, right? Can I hear the confession of a Lutheran? <laughs> yes. Will it work? Yes. Why? Because he's baptized. That's why. How about can I anoint a dying person who's not a Catholic? He's a good Baptist. If they want it, of course, you know. Yeah, of course. So you see the changes? The church always has to be updated. It's a, a deeper understanding of the sacraments, a deeper understanding of baptism, a deeper understanding of the Eucharist. And the more we, we deepen our understanding of all these beautiful things in the church, we see, well, wait a minute. Why are we constricting it so much? See, tr- tr- see what I'm trying to say? A lot of times that constricting came from the fact that, you know, Martin Luther broke away and, boy, we're going to show those Lutherans, you know, and, oh, man, we got in these battles. And I mean, sometimes real battles. That's gone. No, that's gone. Okay. Uh, and also we got to, uh, remember that, that when we teach the Catholic faith, uh, you, you have three different levels. The rock, rock bottom is called dogma, you know, heaven and hell exist. And then you have uh, doctrines, uh, for example, uh, the, uh, the doctrine maybe of, of praying the rosary uh, for the conversion of Russia. That's, a, that's not a, a, it's a, a, it's a teaching, it's a good teaching. Uh, and then you have disciplines like, you know, priests can't get married. Uh, but that, that can change, see. Uh, so the, the main thing in ecumenism, however, is uh, a change of heart. That's what, they, that's what the Vatican Council said. Well, we not all need how to have a change of heart. I'll never forget, I used to work with Bishop Dingman years ago. And he was big buddies with Bishop Thomas of the uh, of the uh, Methodist Church here in Des Moines. And they used to get together. I got together with Bishop Thomas's right-hand man, Ed Zelly, and I was the bishop's right-hand man, Dingman's. Ed and I and his wife, Mary, we got together all the time. Ed and I went and we put on a common uh, weekend retreat, a Methodist retreat that I participated in in hell. And it was great. Preach the gospel, etc. cetera. Uh, so Ed and I did that uh, together. This Protestant minister who was the right-hand man of Bishop Thomas, the, the Methodist bishop in, in Iowa. Uh, so, and then uh, we have to beg God for pardon for the times that we have misspoken or said things that weren't true about Protestants or Jewish people or Muslims or whoever. Uh, so there is what's called a, a spiritual uh, ecumenism. What does that mean? Prayer and holiness. The more holy we are, the pr- more prayerful we are, the closer to Jesus we are, the more he's going to bring us together. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and also some kind of common worship the other day uh, on Holy Thursday. I went to this big uh, Holy Thursday prayer breakfast. I mean, it must have been a thousand people there here in Des Moines. Uh, and they had a, a minister from Los Angeles who came in, belongs to a, has his church in L.A. This guy was amazing. He was so good. And uh, uh, and so we need to get, I don't think there are any Catholics are on the board of that, but I, I'm suggesting that. So we try to get together and, and we praised God together. We sang together. Sure. Uh, do as much as we can common worship. Uh, 
So that's what that's those are some of the things we need to do to enable enable the Holy Spirit to make the church one way. Because that's what Jesus prayed for. Father, he at the Last Supper, Father, that they may be one, as you are in me and I in thee, that they may be one in us. Why? So that the world will believe that you have sent me. And the world will believe, and we will be one, and he will do it if we but do our part. We may never see it. Our children may never see it, but maybe the grandchildren will. And they're going to wonder why it didn't happen earlier, perhaps. But no, it's called spiritual ecumenism, to be one uh, with each other. And so remember how that goes, uh, that we, we, we want to... Uh, be one in uh, as much as we can in our theology, but certainly one in love. And one of the essentials is uh, to be charitable and uplifting to each other. So that's it. Ecumenism. It's, we're all a part of it. It's in our lifetime. It's a great thing. Maybe in a few centuries, they'll look back and say, boy, those guys, well, they were starting off. They didn't know too much, but they, they were starting it off. And we were, that's what we're doing. So God bless you. Do your part. Pray for oneness. Be positive. Be affirming. And, um, and be close in love to our brothers and sisters of other faiths. Monsignor Frank Pignano, Ecumenism, Iowa, Catholic Radio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Pignano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.